This is the Decision Masters Podcast. I'm Kirsten Parker, the decision coach for overthinkers. When you feel good about your decisions, life feels good. You get to be present in your days and excited about where you're going. I'm going to help you build your decision mastery so it's easy to know what you want, navigate uncertainty, and handle any feelings that happen. Whether you're in the middle of some overthinking angst right now, or you simply love feeling in charge of your choices, you're in the right place. Clear, confident decisions are right around the corner. Let's get into it. Hey, buddy. How's it going? How's your week? How is the month? How's the quarter going? How's this calendar year treating you? Hmm, interesting questions. I'm super curious what answers come to mind because we're going to talk about one rote response to these questions today, and we are going to maybe have a little perspective shift, maybe update some rules that we're following for the rest of time. Sound fun? I hear this a lot from people in response to those questions. How's your week going? How's the month? How's the quarter? I hear some variation of the answer, I'm so behind. I have a million things to do and I'm so behind. My to-do list is so giant and I'm so behind. Are you saying this in your head too? No judgment. I have heard it plenty of times from within my own mind, but we have to talk about it because in my experience, there is so much baked into this answer that is not helpful and doesn't feel good. So much comes along with this just kind of like brushed off recap of your life. Your whole life is often diminished down to these three little words. I'm so behind. But what is underneath that is such crappy stuff like, oh, I'm failing everywhere. How's your week? Oh, I'm so behind. I'm, and I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm not doing a good enough job. And my proposal today is that we look at this idea, this idea that you're behind, everything that's baked into this idea, and perhaps we consider the possibility that it's never, ever helpful. And that if you want to, you could never believe that you're behind again for the rest of forever, and your life will still turn out great. Want to talk about it? Mm, Okay. So here's a misunderstanding. You need this information. Remember our committee members in our mind? You remember this, right? There's a committee in our mind, and we have these little really helpful, eager, enthusiastic, sometimes shouty committee members who very much want our attention on certain things. And one of our committee members thinks it's very, very important that you know you're behind. So they're running around your brain with their little clipboard, and they're shouting all the time, you're going to lose track of this. You're going to forget this is important. It's very urgent that you should stress about this right now. So this to motivate yourself into super productive action. So nice. I imagine our committee members as little minions, and I can just see this one, this this little clipboard guy who's just like, you're behind and you're welcome for letting you know. So that's our misunderstanding. And then we misuse this information that we have been told by our little minion that is so important. We misuse the information because we treat it as a fact, all right? This is a decision mastery skill, okay? So, you know, get your tool belt out. You're good at this already. 
As a decision master, you notice when you are arguing to keep a problem, when you are arguing in defense of a limitation or excuse or crappy assumption such in your life, okay? If you're running around your life feeling terrible because you can't stop feeling behind, and then what I do is propose, maybe we look at loosening the death grip on this belief that you're behind, and then you hear yourself arguing back, but it's true that I'm behind. Here are all the reasons that it's true I'm behind. Here's all the evidence that it's a scientific fact, and therefore I have no choice but to feel this way. Then we need to look at that. Now, we're not judging this, but we do want to notice it as an opportunity to question any assumptions and tune into our autonomy, right? Which is fun. It's fun to tune into our autonomy because it makes us feel very, very powerful. And we don't need to waste our energy arguing with scientific facts because we don't have autonomy when it comes to external situations that we can't control. So we're going we're gonna to look at what's a fact. And if it is a fact, we're not going to argue with it. But we are going to find our agency, which exists within our tiny but mighty sphere of control. If it is, for example, a fact that you think your plane is leaving in 20 minutes and you are not currently at the airport, I'm not going to tell you to stop believing you're behind. You're doing yourself a disservice with this mindset. I mean, that's not what we're talking about. In this rare case, it may actually be true that you are technically behind schedule. But here is the thing. Will your plane leave on time? You don't know. Is there an even better flight right after it that you could end up in business class on? That'd be fun. Do you want to figure out how to get where you're going? Yes. Is it helpful in the pursuit of that goal to beat yourself up and pump yourself full of cortisol in this moment by repeating to yourself, I am behind? Probably not. So that's where we go wrong. We use this fact that we are behind against ourselves. And sometimes, in rare cases, it might be a fact that we are, quote, behind schedule. But even in those cases, even if you are looking at the plane going down the runway and you're like, I'm not on that, I still question what's the most valuable thing to focus on? Is it the fact that you're behind or is it just that, okay, the facts are the facts. This is how reality looks right now. How do I want to solve this next problem? What do I want to do next? That's That's you going back to your agency. When we're using the idea that we're behind as a fact against ourselves, What we're doing is using it to prove that we've wasted time, prove that we're too distracted, prove that we're not good enough at what we're doing. And I know all of that can feel very true, but this is where I want you to remember what you want. Are you interested in looking for evidence for these things? Do you want to spend your day confirming that, yep, you're the worst and you're failing everywhere? Because it's rare that I encounter someone who's constantly repeating, I'm behind, who isn't also doing these things, beating themselves up, constantly looking for evidence that they're not good enough, that they're not doing enough. And so what they end up with is a very true feeling pile of thoughts that makes them feel like crap and doesn't super help them accomplish anything. And that's what I want you to ask, okay? This is where it's worthwhile asking some more high-quality questions because all you're doing now is answering the question, is it true? Is it true that I'm behind? And I want to offer that that might be a low-quality question in this situation. Some higher-quality questions might be, does this mindset truly help me? When? When has it helped me? 
When has stressing out about being behind and convincing myself that I'm the worst been the clincher in me getting something done? Would I have gotten it done anyway? Because that's the kind of person I am. Did I need to feel that stress slash awful about myself? Let's just see. Let's just check. And a great question, super high quality question to snap you out of this I'm behind cycle is behind what? Because when someone is presenting this information to me like it is a scientific fact, that's when we got to push back a little bit. They're arguing in the spirit of I'm behind where I should be and where I should be is a scientific fact and where I am is a scientific incorrectness. So behind what? You're probably thinking you're behind according to your original plan about when things would happen, which was a guess because all plans are guesses. Are you behind according to someone else's plan about what you were going to do? It's very empowering to look at this idea of being behind as simply a part of a series of thoughts. I or someone else thought one thing about how this would go. Then we got new information as we found out how it was actually going. Now we have new thoughts based on our updated information. It's almost as if we're walking around our lives thinking thoughts about what will happen and then taking a step forward and finding out what actually happens and then having more thoughts about what happened and having thoughts about what is currently happening and then having thoughts about what's about to happen and then we take a step forward and we get new information. We get so attached to our plans though and I say this as a planner. Y'all, I was a stage manager in theater for over 10 years. I love my plans. Plans are very helpful. Plans are very satisfying to create and execute. I am not knocking a plan, but we get so attached to them. And that makes sense, right? Because sometimes we invest a lot in the plans we create. Sometimes the plans that we have are directives from superiors or their deadlines for our clients or their commitments that we paid for. We get it. We get why we get attached to them. But they were also always just ideas about what would happen, guesses about the future. And when we attach to them and then we find out how reality really looks, we call reality wrong because it doesn't match up with our past imagination of what reality would look like. I feel like we time traveled there a little bit, but I know you're along for the ride. And this is one more thing I want you to consider. In this scenario, when you're looking at reality and you're like, mm, I don't care that this is what's happening, it's wrong. So I'm going to focus on the fact that I'm behind. You're calling yourself behind. And then what happens? You keep going at the pace you can. You get done what you're going to get done, whether you think you're behind or not. And the world keeps spinning. That's when I want you to consider those higher quality questions that we asked before. Does this idea that you're behind help you? Does it help you get stuff done in the way you want to get them done? Or do you not need it? Would you do those things anyway? So I'm going to leave you with some more high quality questions to hopefully shake this up a bit. Shake the I'm behind thoughts up. And I want you to see what's useful because I promise it is totally available to you to not believe this about yourself ever again. You, you don't have to live under the banner of I'm behind. And I don't get to count as a full person and I don't get to celebrate myself and my life and I don't get to feel good about my day until I catch up, all right? That's available to you. 
And it might feel like a struggle, but you might not have considered that you had any other options until now. So that's what I'm here shouting about you in your ear pods for or in your car. Hey. Okay, here are some questions I want you to consider. What if it's okay that you are where you are? What if everything that's going to get done will get done? What if everything that needs to get done will, and everything that isn't done right now doesn't need to be done right now because it's not? What if you could accomplish anything that you are trying to use this I'm behind thought for with a different tactic, one that didn't require you to feel like crap? What if what you're capable of isn't what's wrong? What if what's wrong is someone else's expectations of what you do and how you do it? What would happen if you woke up tomorrow unable to think, I'm behind? What would happen if you went through the next entire month not believing you're behind? What are you interested in believing instead? Ooh, juicy questions. No, I can't wait to hear what you think about this. I have had lots of conversations with people about this whole I'm behind idea. And I promise my main argument here is not you're wrong, you're not behind. My argument is you have more options of what you believe. And if you're gonna use this thought, let's make sure you're using it in a way that helps you feel how you want and do what you want. And if that's not what's happening, maybe we look at a different option. And it's so much fun when I hear someone talk about their life and their pace and their productivity and where they spend their time and energy in a way that conveys they really own it. Because your time and energy is yours. And something shifts when you stop showing up in your life like you have something to apologize for, like you're not spending your time and energy in a way that's good. So I really want you to soak up these questions. I'll put them in the show notes so that you can look at them with your eyeballs and answer them. And as always, if you need help answering them, that is what I'm here for. We work on this in coaching. We don't just work on getting you more productive and getting you more in charge of your time and clearing up your priorities, although we do do all of those amazing and fun things. We also look at what mindset is driving you every day. What's the umbrella that you're carrying around with you all day long as you be so productive? And does that umbrella help you and keep you dry? Or does it kind of suck? Does it weigh you down? Does it cause more problems than solutions? So if this is something you want to work on together, I'm here to help. Reach out, kirstenparker.com forward slash schedule. You can book your consult. We can talk about coaching. In the meantime, I hope you have a fabulous weekend and I'll talk to you soon. Hey there, quick question. How easy does it feel to say no to requests or invites that you really don't want to agree to? Mm, not so much. If you find yourself saying yes to things you don't want to do over and over or putting yourself through agony just to get to a no and then feeling super guilty and maybe even doing it anyway, you're going to love the crash course on how to say no. You can get it for free right now at kirstenparker.com forward slash say no. You'll get a complete PDF workbook with two two whole pages of example sentences at the end, literally how to say no to requests and invites, and an 11-minute crash course video training that simplifies
clarifies the whole overwhelming shenanigans of saying no so you can do it without being a terrible person, ruining a relationship, or ending up doing the thing anyway. Go get it now at kirstenparker.com forward slash say no. Enjoy! Enjoy!